Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Drop the chips, make physically fit protein snacks part of your daily gold medal routine. They're high in protein made from 100% all natural real chicken meat and organic plant protein. Air baked, low in net carbs and taste insanely delicious. Grab a bag today and enjoy curbing your hunger with a crispy crunch and intelligent real food protein snack. Now you and your family can reach the gold with Physically Fit. Now available in 11 great flavors. Visit physicallyfit.com. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. You know, finding that person you want to spend the rest of your life with is great, but don't we hate all the pressure of what's next? Of course, there's all the engagement talk, but then there's the pressure of actually shopping for a ring. You got the hassle, the haggling, finding a store to trust, trying to figure out the damn four C's, discount sales, coupon styles, all the other nonsense. But hey man, at least all of those are fantastic reasons to put off getting engaged. Am I right? Well, that's why guys really hate Steven Singer. He takes away every excuse in the book around not buying the ring and he makes it so easy. I hate Steven Singer. Steven Singer is a Philly jeweler that's been making it too easy to buy real diamonds for over four decades. He specializes in diamond engagement rings and has a staff of real experts, real jewelers, real people that are ready to help you find the perfect ring or gift at the perfect price. There's no call center, no sales, no haggling, no codes or discounts, just the best possible price, guaranteeing the best value every single day. Check out Steven at the other corner of eighth and Walnut and Philly or online at I hate Steven singer.com always with fast and free shipping. That's I hate Steven singer.com. Well, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He's a real athlete. So give him your respect. He's got intensity, integrity, intelligence too. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. Filling in for Conrad Thompson today is my good friend, Paul Bromwell. We're going to be discussing the Olympics and everything I did to accomplish it. It's right here, the gold medal, folks. There it is. Wow. <laughs> 25 years ago. Man, that's exciting. How are you doing, Paul? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm, I am excited to be back. We're just off the heels of a big-time interview with Edge last week. That was a lot of fun. But this one, winning the gold medal, you just, for those that are on adfreeshows.com, they get the video. So they're going to be able to see where you just showed me that amazing gold medal. Thank you for doing that. That's good stuff there. Six ounces of gold. I want to tell you, though. They are actually not gold medals, real gold. They're gold-plated silver, believe it or not, because the Olympics is cheap. They stopped <laughs> making gold medals in 1968. Uh, and starting in 1972, you had a silver medal with gold plating on it. 
So there you have it, the lowdown from Kurt Angle on what he's really carrying in his hand there. But still, either way, what it symbolizes, Kurt, it's so huge and means so much to not only you, but our country and what you accomplished there. We're going to dig into all that today. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Let's do this. All right, man. Let's go back. We're going back to 1996, Atlanta. And, uh, man, you broke your freaking neck and became the Olympic gold medalist. It's been 25 years since you won it. How crazy is that? You know, it's a cliche, but uh, it goes by so quickly. I mean, that was half my life. In 25 years, it seems like it's been, it was like yesterday, really. Yeah, man, and you put a lot of time, effort, and energy, I'm sure, and we're going to get into that now, and I want to talk about where we kick it off here with the path and journey of you getting there. I don't think everyone understands how much time and training, I mean, really, your life was dedicated to just not winning the gold medal, but to get to the Olympic trials. Can you explain to our listeners how much you poured yourself into this? Well, I did 300 hours of training a month. That's 10 hours a day. I ate, slept, and drank wrestling. That's all I did. It's all I dreamed about. It's all I focused on. And I, I had a goal, and I wanted to accomplish it. And it's what I set out to do. And I did everything possible to make it happen. Yeah, Kurt, you definitely did. You made it happen. When you started your wrestling journey, so think about the early days becoming a wrestler. Was it your dream right out on the onset to become an Olympic medalist? It was a dream. You know, a lot of people say, did you have that goal of winning the Olympics when you were younger? I, I set smaller goals at every level I wrestled at. So in elementary school, I wanted to have a winning record. I ended up getting one. And then I, it got me the confidence to go to the next level, which was junior high. And I wanted to have an undefeated season. I did that. And then in high school, I wanted to win states. And I won states. And then it gave me the confidence to go to college and go for the NCAA championship. I won two of those. So every level gave me the confidence to set goals for the next level. So I wouldn't say it was a goal when I was a kid. It was a dream, and I made it happen. And I made it happen through hard work and consistency. No, man, it makes a lot of sense. I think that's what we've also seen transition over to your wrestling uh, career, hard work and consistency. You know, we talked about a little bit a few weeks ago, your development and your personality, but everything that it seems like you've put your hand to, you've done it with all your might. I dive in with everything. <laughs> you know, I, I get really uh, involved in it. So I have to have, uh, I have OCD, so I got to be doing this all the time. This is like, <laughs> You know, now it's the Kurt Angle show. Everything is, you know, focused on this show now because I, I have to be that way. I have to be, I'm very competitive that way. That's where we come up with the I in intensity from. So there you go. <laughs> One of the three I's. So let's talk about the process getting to the Olympic trials. What does that look like, Kurt? It's not easy. You know, the year before the Olympics, they have qualifiers. You have to go to these qualifiers, place in the top three. You end up going to the U.S. Open in 1996, earlier in the year. And uh, so you qualify for the U.S. Open. When you get there, you have to place in the top six to make it to the Olympic trials. The U.S. Open champion gets an automatic buy to the finals of the trials, and the second and through sixth place winners have to wrestle each other and beat each other up in a mini tournament to wrestle the U.S. Open champion to make the Olympic team. And uh, th that's the tougher route. You want to win the U.S. Open. That's your goal. And, uh, and, and I almost didn't because I broke my neck. <laughs> So we'll get to that in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, I'm not sure everyone realizes this, but you compete in the national trials and in the semifinals. You come down hard on the mat, on your head. 
So it's in the national trials that you get hurt. Describe the injury, the feeling. Did you think it was over at that point? Well, I got thrown in my head and uh, I gave up three points, unfortunately. So I was down three, nothing. And uh, right when I landed, um, my, my neck cracked and crunched. Uh, I was in excruciating pain. My arms went completely numb. I couldn't feel either arm. And uh, it was really, really difficult. I, I didn't, I was so in, you know, focused on wrestling. I didn't even think about it. I knew something was wrong, but I had to keep going. And, uh, you know, I, there was no way that I was just going to give up, uh, not knowing what it was. So I took a quick injury timeout and I, I shook it off and went back in there and I had to fight back to win that match. I was really proud of my composure because I was down three points and I, I ended up tying it up and going ahead and winning at the, at the, at the buzzer. And, uh, th that showed me that I had the composure to make the Olympic team. All right, so listen, I'm not going to pretend to be an Olympic athlete. Everybody knows that's for my co-host, but I can tell you that, well, I'm getting a little older. I just turned 40 last month and, uh, well, I'm feeling it, especially in a knee that I've had trouble with since, I don't know, high school football. It's been a long time, uh, but now I got to tell you, I think I figured it out feels. Yeah. I'm not talking about just feeling better or feeling bad. You see, CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel stress, anxiety, pain. This has been a game changer for me. I started using feels as a way to feel better. It's really worked. I'm sleeping better. It's not something that I wake up and I feel like I'm stiff and I'm not myself. And this has been a game changer. It's all thanks to feels. You see feels is a premium CBD. that's going to help you keep your head clear and feel your best, but best of all. It's hassle-free. It's delivered directly to your door. CBD naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness, and there's no addiction. There's no hangover. That's certainly been the case for me. I cannot recommend this enough. You just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important. And really everyone's dose is different. And that's why feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. So you can find the perfect dose. The feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Joining the feels monthly membership makes your self care easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. So what are you waiting for? Start feeling better with feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash angle and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F E A L S.com slash angle to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com forward slash angle. Man, is that just adrenaline that takes over or you think more of that intensity, that will to win that just blocks out the pain? I think it's both adrenaline yeah. and, and the will to win. I mean, you know, you, you, you put two of those together, you can be almost invincible. Well, you did it and you came out on top. When does the reality of what you did as far as, you know, injuring your neck, when does that really hit you? The next day when I realized uh, that I had a broken neck, I went to the doctor and got an MRI and he told me I had four broken vertebrae and three discs sticking directly in my spinal cord. He said mm. it was a pretty serious injury. And, uh, you know, I was <laughs> at that point, uh, I wasn't going to be cleared to wrestle. So, uh, you know, I had to come up with a good pl game plan from with my doctor. And we decided that 
you know, the, uh, the Olympic trials was about two months away. And he asked me how long I had. And I said about two months. And he said, we might be able to make this work. So, you know, we, we actually came up with a game plan. You can't do this today with liabilities, but back then it was a little, you were a little more giving the doctor, you know, would, um, would, um, you know, give you the option of uh, possibly go, going for it. Uh, even if you are injured, it just, there was less liability back then. You talk about forming, you know, forming a game plan with your doctor at any time in your mind was the option of, Hey, maybe I should think about quitting or stopping at this point. No, I, I never thought about quitting. Everything was about what I had to do to get back to make it back. Um, you know, the, the doctor told me that I, I would have to take off a, a month of wrestling that I couldn't wrestle because it would do further damage to my neck. He said you could do limited weight training and conditioning, but uh, you have to stay off the mats for a good month and let your neck heal. And he gave me a healing agent, non-steroidal, because you can't, you can't uh, have steroids in the Olympics. You get tested all the time. So it, it was a healing agent. It helped tremendously. It didn't uh, completely heal my broken neck, but, um, you know, it did help. It brought down the swelling. Um, I could start feeling my fingers again. And uh, his, his game plan was to go to the Olympic trials with a doctor, and he would stick me with 12 shots of Novocaine in the neck five minutes before each match. So I would do that, and I couldn't feel my neck. It, it actually worked. I... I, I was all worried about my neck the whole time. And then when I got shot up like a racehorse, <laughs> um, I didn't feel it anymore. So I was like, okay, I, I can wrestle like this. So uh, it worked out tremendously. But the thing is an hour after the match was over, I was in excruciating pain again. Uh, you know, it was a really difficult situation for me. And I, I, uh, I knew I was doing further damage to my neck. Kurt, 12 shots of Novocaine before each match. Yes, 12 shots of no. That's an unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Well, listen, you still go on. You wrestle in the finals. You finish at a 0-0 score, judge the decision, which you win, and now you're national champion. That sends you directly to the finals at the Olympic trials, and now everyone has to wrestle uh, you face-to-face -face, uh, for the spot in Atlanta. How satisfying is that feeling, knowing how much you overcame to earn that spot? Well, the, the U.S. Open Finals, I wrestled an incredible wrestler named Kerry McCoy, a two-time Olympian, and I won very ugly. I couldn't use my arms at this point. Uh, I wasn't getting the Novocaine at that time. This is the same day I broke my neck, and it was the finals. It was later on in the night, and uh, so I had to uh, I had to do whatever I could to win, and I, all I did was kept the match close and tried to push him around and get him called for stalling because I didn't have any other choice, any other way to win. I couldn't score on him because I couldn't attack him because of my neck. Mm. So I, I, I was very conservative and I was very safe and I did whatever I had to do to win. It was a very ugly win, but it got me in the finals of the Olympic trials. Think about this. I was thinking about forfeiting in the finals. I would have had to wrestle in the mini tournament with my <laughs> neck broken. Mm. You guys would have beat my neck up before I even got to the Olympic trials finals to wrestle the U S open champion. I was thinking about this before the U.S. Open finals because I'm thinking if, if I forfeit, I'm going to have to wrestle more and I'm going to do more damage to my neck. So I decided to wrestle in the finals and I won ugly, but I won. And that got me the easier route to make the Olympic team. It got me to the finals of the Olympic trials. Like you said, winning ugly is still winning, brother. So it's you got it winning. done, You're man. Absolutely right. Unreal. <laughs> the best gift you can give someone is a memorable experience. 
something they'll talk about forever. That's why we're talking about Cameo. What could be more memorable than having your favorite celebrity record a personalized video for you? Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Albert Pujols, or me, Kurt Angle. Cameo is a new sponsor of The Kurt Angle Show, which we're super happy about. But it's also a great way to surprise your friends and family and put a smile on their face. All your favorite celebrities, sports stars, and athletes are on Cameo. Snoop Dogg, Floyd Mayweather, Chris Tucker, Caitlyn Jenner, David Hasselhoff, Tony Hawk, Ice Cube, and the list goes on. There's tens of thousands of stars on Cameo. That includes many of your favorite wrestling names. I love doing Cameo videos for my fans. People use Cameo for shout outs, roasts, congratulations videos, or anything. It's the perfect gift for a birthday, graduation, wedding, Father's Day, and maybe some encouragement for those students going back to school. They're fun videos, they last forever thanks to social media. Go to cameo.com, request a personalized video, Whichever star you choose, send you back a personalized video so you can wow the ones you love. So don't just buy a gift, make it a cameo. Go to cameo.com. So after this, the next day you go, you get an MRI. Going into that doctor's visit, what's going through your mind? Do you think it was maybe just a sprain and you were good to go? What are are you thinking? I knew something was seriously wrong. Uh, it, It was too painful. And, and when you can't feel your fingers and your arms, you know, something is yes, sir. wrong with you. Like, you, you know, the nerves running down your arms, they're not working anymore. You know, you're not getting any feeling. So the, you know that something serious is wrong with your neck. And when the doctor told me I had four broken vertebrae, I was like, oh, shit, you know, uh, this, this is not good. I'm probably not going to be able to compete anymore. And uh, so I told him. You know, when I told him that we had two months, he said, well, we, we might be able to make that work. He thought the Olympic trials was going to be in a week. And if it was that, I would, there was no way I was going to be able to compete. But it was enough time to get me back in, into it and get me into a groove that um, that, that I could uh, be confident about winning. What's inc- incredible is you're so determined, you're so focused on that gold medal and doing a great job. At this point, you're probably at an age where it's not necessarily thinking about long-term health and what your life could be. You don't. Yeah. I, I didn't even, even in WWE, I broke my neck four more times. All I cared about was getting back into the mix. Uh, you know, I, and, and I'm paying for it now. I'm 52 years old and I'm in a lot of pain, man. My knees, my back, my shoulders, my neck. I'm paying the full price for everything I did. Yes, sir. And, some, I, and I don't regret what I did, uh, you know, the Olympics and with the broken neck and, you know, wrestling with the broken neck in the WWE and uh, going to TNA and everything like that. But, um, you know, you look back and you second guess, hey, maybe I went a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, and it's starting your career with the Olympics here. This is where it starts. And like you said, it, it travels through your wrestling career as well, man. A machine. Well, think about it. I, I, I wrestled pro and amateur for 40, 43 years. So incredible. That's, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of years. A lot of wear and tear, my friend. Yes. yes yeah. with- so the the doctor breaks this news to you. It sounds, you know, for most of us, we would be, you know, considering tapping out, not Kurt Angle. He's pushing through. He's going to figure out how to get it done. You're two and a half months away from the Olympic trials. And, uh, you know, this is all running through your mind. What's the process for you to get yourself cleared for the trials? Well, you know, you, you have to get, um, you know, a doctor's permission. And, uh, you know, I had to convince a doctor to clear me. So, 
you know, that that's when we came up with the game plan and, and to rest a little bit for about a month, let the healing agent work, uh, get myself ready. Um, he gave me a tester uh, shots with the Novocaine before the trials to see how I felt with it. And uh, everything worked well. So uh, we were ready to go. And, uh, you know, the doctor flew with me to the Olympic trials and, you know, he was there uh, every, every time I had to wrestle, stick the Novocaine in the neck and there I'm off, I'm off and going. And uh, the crazy thing is uh, I, I would forget my neck was broken because I couldn't feel anything. So, uh, you know, when you can't feel anything, you just, you go as hard as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't thank the doctor enough for doing that for me, but, uh, you know, warning for anyone that's thinking about doing this, uh, there, there are consequences to it. And, uh, you know, I, I could have, uh, ended up getting paralyzed. So, uh, I was taking a lot, a big chance, but, um, you know, for me, the Olympics, I wasn't guaranteed I was going to make the next Olympic team. Uh, you know, that's a once in a lifetime thing, maybe twice if you're very talented, but I, I had to take advantage of this because I was in the prime of my career and this is the one opportunity I had and I had to make it work. And you did make it work. It's something no one can ever take away from you. That gold medal that you just showed us that you're forever branded the Olympic gold medalist, which is, is fantastic. So you have the broken neck, you're working through the plan. And I, I know we're spending some time on this here, but I think it's important for people to be aware just what you were dealing with. You think about the amount of Novocaine that's going into the back of your neck. At some point, I don't know how Novocaine works. I'm no doctor, but I would think it takes a little bit more every time if it's going to continue to to make it feel, uh, you know, so that you don't feel it, right? So that there is no pain. Uh, but man, un unbelievable. So you have the broken neck, you, you've talked about it, you've got the game plan down, you go on to the Olympic trials, you win two out of three falls. And not long after, as you and Conrad recently talked about, David Schultz is shot and killed. You have all these obstacles. How do you continue to move on, Kurt? Well, actually, Dave Schultz was killed about four months beforehand. Okay. He was, he died uh, probably January of 2000 or 1996. And I think the trials were in uh, April or May. So um, I didn't have Dave for the trials. I, I, you know, I had to train myself, but he taught me enough to know what to do and what I had to accomplish in order to make the Olympic team. But I, it was a very difficult time for me, you know, losing Dave, breaking my neck, uh, the stress of the Olympics in general. Uh, it was a lot for one person to handle. And uh, I was going through a really difficult situation. Yeah, so uh, just a lot. A lot of obstacles coming your way. You're fighting through it, taking care of it, whether it's the death of a, of a, of a friend and now your own personal inju uh, injuries and trying to come back from all that, figure out the game plan, get there. You've clinched your spot to the Olympics. You have six weeks off to rest your neck. What are your expectations of getting to the Olympics? Well, I won the trials and I, you know, I knew that uh, now uh, I had to rest again because I did further damage to my neck. Uh, the crazy thing is in the trials, um, the, the, the guy that I wrestled found out about my neck. Oh and, no. Uh, he attacked it right away. He was just going for my neck and snapping my head, clubbing me in the back of the head, trying to hurt me, taking both of his hands around the back of my neck and pulling me down really hard and, uh, just trying to hurt my neck the whole entire time. And we got into kind of a fist fight and uh, the ref broke it up and said, Hey, if you guys keep doing this, we're taking the number three guy. 
<laughs> so we had to stop fighting, but he kept going after my neck. And the crazy thing is it was a blessing in disguise because um, he went away from his game plan. Uh, he was, a, he was reaching for my neck all the time. And every time he reached for my neck, I'd attack his leg and take him down. So it actually worked to my advantage. I, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy, but uh, you know, him wanting to hurt my neck actually helped me make the Olympic team. Yeah. Wow. Just because he just totally got out of the mindset and wanted to try to attack and throw, throw him off. He wanted to hurt me. Now you're on a lot of pain medications. You're getting Novocaine, obviously. No pain medication. No pain. I'm taking for the Olympics. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. If, that if would have probably any. helped me, but uh, it's illegal in the Olympics. You can't take pain meds. And there were no uh, other side effects or anything like that that bothered you from, from the Novocaine or anything that you're. Not that I recall. Okay. Uh, there wasn't, there weren't any side, side effects that I recall. No. All right. So you're in the 220 pound weight class, but you weigh in at 211 pounds. Was this part of the injury as to why you were down a little bit here? No, I, I always wrestled up with a weight class. Okay. I, I never wanted to cut weight because it would take away from my training. Uh, when you're cutting weight, you're starving yourself and you're, you're, you're putting on plastics and sweating and you're just trying to lose weight. So you don't focus on training anymore. You focus on dropping the weight. And uh, I didn't want that to happen. I, I'd rather wrestle up a weight class and uh, feel confident about my training and everything that I went through and knowing that I did all the right things possible to make it work than losing weight and taking myself away from my daily training. That would have been very stupid. And I think it is stupid for a lot of wrestlers to cut weight, but that's part of the sport. It's always been part of the sport and it always will be. There you go. Remember those old beer commercials back in the day where it would be like uh, taste great, less filling or whatever. What if I could tell you about something that tasted great? So, you know, I love it, but it was actually good for you. So, you know, Kurt loves it. Kurt's the healthy eater around here. But Kurt and I agree on one thing, and that's Magic Spoon, baby. We are so excited to have Magic Spoon as a part of our show here for you on the Kurt Angle Show, because we all know what we're talking about. It's the good old days of professional wrestling. We grew up watching Kurt on TV. A lot of us used to plop down with a big bowl of cereal and wear it out and see him doing his funny hijinks or badass matches from back in the day. But eventually we grow out of it. No, not wrestling, eating cereal. We realize it's like full of junk. We shouldn't be eating sugar and whatnot, but not magic spoon. Even Kurt can get behind this. Both Kurt and I are loaded up on magic spoon and you're about to be, and here's why zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving. What? How about this? It's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb and it's GMO free. You can even build your own box or get a variety pack with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon. Everybody at my house loves it. I think the girls started loving the cinnamon, but I told them, uh, why don't you try that cocoa and the peanut butter? It tastes just like a peanut butter cup. Dude, Magic Spoon doesn't get any better than this, but don't take my word for it. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash angle to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code angle at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, you can get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash angle and use the promo code angle to save $5 off. 
That's magicspoon.com forward slash angle and use the promo code angle to save $5 off. We thank magic spoon for sponsoring this episode and our healthy breakfast. That tastes great. It's magicspoon.com forward slash angle. Well, listen, at the time, the speculation was you and Abbas Jadidi were the favorites as you were in the 1995 world champion and Jadidi won the 93 world title before losing it due to a doping violation. But you enter every match to the theme of Rocky. Was it in your head that you were the underdog? Yeah. Um, I knew I was the underdog. I won the 1995 Worlds, and a lot of people thought it was – it was lucky. You know, I got, I got lucky because it was my first time and nobody knew who I was. And now they're going to be studying me and it's going to be easy to beat me. Uh, but I had a lot of great wrestlers in my weight class, world champions, Olympic gold medalists, uh, Larry Hebelov from Russia, nine time world Olympic champion. Abbas Jadidi beat him in the semifinals, eight to one. He dominated. Him. Wow. So Abbas was the best wrestler in my weight class by far. And I knew that. And I knew if I faced him in the finals, that was the one guy that I needed to beat. Yeah, he, he was the target. I love the Rocky theme. You just said real quick, it's your favorite. It was your favorite movie at the time. Yes. So were there training montage videos? Were you smacking the meat around or anything? I mean, that's not, that'll pump you up, man. Rocky. Good old I did a video like that. <laughs> did you? Uh, right, yeah, right after the 1995 Worlds to gain sponsorships for the 1996 Olympics. And I, I did a lot of crazy stuff. Like I love that. it. it pretty cool video. Very cool. Well, listen, there's 19 competitors. You go into this knowing if you were to become the gold medalist, you had to wrestle five matches in two days. I'm sure you had to be, I mean, physically and mentally prepared for this, right? Well, I didn't have a choice. It was set in front of me. It wasn't like I could plan on when I had to wrestle. I did. uh, At one point, I called the USA wrestling coach to found extension for my Olympic trials wrestling uh, my trials matches. Okay. I wanted to extend it another month to give me another month for my neck to heal. And unfortunately he, de- he denied it. And, uh, he told some people, and that's why Dan shade that I wrestled in the Olympic trials finals, uh, went after my neck because he found out about my neck. Nobody knew about my neck cause I didn't tell anybody. And, uh, but I did tell the USA wrestling coach and I think he leaked out the information uh, because I tried to file an extension, oh. and uh, that's why Dan Che went after my neck at the Olympic trials. Don't trust anybody, as Steve Austin <laughs> that's says. Right. There you go. And I love Bruce Burnett. He's a great guy. <laughs> but it leaked. <laughs> yeah. By now, everyone has heard that real estate is hotter than ever. Homes are routinely selling for thousands of dollars above the listing price. But if you aren't looking to sell your home or buy another, you may have wondered, how does today's hot market affect me? Today, your house is very likely worth more than ever before. And that means you have more equity than ever before. And that represents a real opportunity to change your life. Now's the perfect time to consolidate all of your credit cards. You see, the interest you pay on a credit card is not only at a very high rate, it's also not tax deductible. Families just like yours have saved five, six, seven, even $800 per month. And you can too at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and if you've been dreaming of remodeling your kitchen, master bathroom, maybe putting in a pool or even a home theater, this is your chance to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. So why not let my family get your family the best mortgage you've ever had at SaveWithConrad.com. First family mortgage in a Less number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's savewithconrad.com. 
Well, it's your first day, and you defeat the Mongolian. And, Kurt, I told you beforehand, I can't get into all these names. but he, <laughs> I can't either. It was 4 nothing, And then the six foot eight Cuban, Wilfredo Morales-Suarez, 2 nothing. Can you explain to our audience who don't know, what is the scoring like in amateur wrestling, and how do you get to these scores? Well, uh, amateur wrestling, uh, the difference between college and high school wrestling and Olympic wrestling, the scoring points are, are different. The system is different. If you take a guy down in high school or college, it's two points. In freestyle, it's only one point. And uh, if you expose a guy's mat and uh, expose a guy's back to the mat in amateur wrestling in high school or college, you have to hold him there for two or three seconds mm -hmm. to get points. In freestyle, you just have to expose his back and you get two points. So the scoring system is a lot different. But uh, once you watch a few matches, you get the hang of it. You understand it. Yeah. Well, you would get down 3 nothing against the Russian here to rally back to 4-3. Yeah, you were down 3-0. You came back four straight points, man. Is it starting to set in that you have a chance to medal, let alone win the gold? Yeah, this got me the confidence to go to the next uh, round because I was down 3 nothing. I got thrown with a fireman's carry, and I was down 3 nothing against a Russian. You do not want to be behind against the Russian because they're going to sit on their lead and they're going to force you to make mistakes and they're going to continue to score on you. So I had to be very uh, careful about how I did this. And, uh, you know, I picked them apart. I, I tied the match up with a minute left and with uh, like 20 seconds left, I took them down and won four to three. I was really proud of my composure at that time, just like I did in the U S open semifinals. And uh, it made me feel really good about myself and uh, gave me the confidence to go to the next, uh, the next round. Well, let's get back to this. You're th through three matches. How's your body feeling at this point? Well, my neck was killing me and my, my arms were numb and my, my back and knees were really sore. I, it's, it was a really hard fought Olympics. Uh, don't forget. I, I went in overtime four to five matches. So uh, I, I put a lot of abuse on my body uh, because there, you know, I was limited to what I could do to a certain extent. So, um, you know, I had to wrestle very conservatively. Wow. Do you ever go, do you have the matches? Are they on tape anywhere somewhere that you could go back and watch if you wanted? Yes. Yes. I could watch them. That's cool, man. That would be, uh, we should do this on the uh, Kurt Angle show. A fun, a fun little watch along or something, maybe for yes, ad free yes, or something. A great idea. Video. I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. So, okay. You're on to your semifinal match. It's against Alexandrov and you get through that rather easily to get to the gold medal match against the Iranian. Again, we mentioned him earlier, Abbas Jadidi. The semifinal ends. The reality of you getting at least a silver medal, is it setting in at this point? Yes. Uh, you know, knowing that I won a silver medal, it was a great feeling, but it wasn't what I set out to do. And, uh, you know, if I would have lost in the finals, I probably would have wrestled another four years because I wanted to go medal. Uh, I, I, I wasn't going to settle for a silver. Uh, there was no way possible. I knew in my mind, heart and soul that I wanted a gold medal and I was going to attain it. So uh, if I, if I didn't win uh, in 1996, I would have wrestled in 2000. Mm. He's a machine folks. What did you know about Jadidi going in besides the doping violation? What was your background knowledge on him? Well, he, he's had a lot of success as an Iranian wrestler and uh, he won the worlds. Uh, he got, he got uh, suspended for two years came back and uh, took third in the worlds in 1995 uh, where he uh, actually, it was a fluke that he lost. He, he was, he was beating the guy eight, nothing. 
And uh, he went to gut wrench him. It was that big Cuban guy I wrestled the second round of the Olympics, six foot eight. Okay. And uh, the Cuban, uh, the Iranian gut wrenched him. The Cuban went to his back and posted up on his hands and stuck Jadidi on his back and pinned him while Jadidi was doing an offensive move. It was just a fluke. Mm. And uh, I was like, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to worry about Jadidi. Uh, so, uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, 1995, I was new to the world. I wanted the easiest path to victory because, you know, I, I just wanted to win a gold. In 1996, I knew nothing was going to be easy. I would have to earn it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Jadidi gets an early point just two minutes, 42 seconds in by turning you around. Do you immediately go on the defensive or do you stick to your game plan? Well, I knew Jadidi was going to score first. He's an animal and uh, he's a much better wrestler than I am. Uh, but what my game plan was, my conditioning was impeccable. I was the most conditioned wrestler in that whole tournament. I trained my butt off. I did exhaust training. That's when you train till you're exhausted, and that's when the training starts. And uh, so I, I did everything possible to make sure that I was ready for that. Mm. Well, within 30 seconds, you take him down to make it even at 1-1. Uh, the match is on YouTube, by the way, guys. So if you want to check it out, it's a really good one. And uh, for the people that haven't seen it, you can find it there. The seconds wind down, and your eight-minute draw is complete. You don't get right up where Jadidi runs over to the scorer's table and sees his name circled on one of the scorer's cards and starts celebrating. What's running through your mind and body at this point, Kurt? Devastation. I thought I lost. I thought Jadidi saw the the proper you know winner. Uh, he came back to the center of the mat. He was celebrating. I was like, oh, shit, I lost. I'm going to go another four years. And uh, so when the referee went to raise our hands, Jadidi raised his own hand, and the ref forced it down and raised mine. Oh. So I went from complete depression to jubilation in one second. It was an emotional roller coaster. I almost had a heart attack. I actually rugged, hugged the referee. <laughs> I was so excited. You don't hug the referee. I mean, it made it look like him and I were in on it together, you know, but I was so excited. I, I wanted to hug somebody, and he was the first one there. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer-lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. That's exactly right, Kurt. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. 
So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code ANGLE to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. I got cold, cold chills. That's like a Disney movie ending, right? Where the one guy puts his hand up and the and then raises your hand, the ref hug. That's straight Disney movie ending right there, man. That's awesome. So you stand in the middle with the ref waiting for the decision. As you talked about, he keeps trying to raise his own hand, puts it down. And then all of a sudden GDD runs over to protest, but you're hugging the referee. You're collapsing to your knees. Kurt, you're the freaking gold medalist. What's your first immediate thought here? I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Speaking of Disney, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was so excited. It was my lifelong dream. It's everything that I want to do. It's the only thing I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I set my sights on that from when I was a little kid. And to finally accomplish it, you know, 20 years later, um, it, was a, it was a huge deal for me. It, it, it's everything I wanted in my life. If, and I said in the Olympics, in an NBC interview, I said that night, if I died tonight, I'd be the happiest man in the world. Mm. And I, I meant that. I really did. I, I, I felt like I could rest now because I did everything I wanted to do. When does it start to sink in that forever, for the rest of your life, all your days walking this earth, however many there'll, there'll be, you will always be known as an Olympic gold medalist. How special was that? Well, it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to be labeled as an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, you know, that that's all I ever wanted. And uh, it's the best feeling in the world, you, you know, to be able to say, Hey, I'm Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, uh, you know, having a title next to your name, something that you identify with that, that made you who you are. That, that was really special. Is it, does it take a little while for it to uh, sink in? No, no, it was pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, he, he got the, it. The, the crazy thing is, all right. The thing with me is uh, when I, when I get into something, I really get into it, but once I accomplish it, I want to get out and I want to do something else. Okay. I, I have some crazy OCD and I have to, you know, um, you know, kind of calm down a little bit. But uh, when, when I, when I, dabble into something i have to be fully into it and then i need to get away from it after i accomplish it it's just the way i am and uh you know after the olympics the next day i woke up and i'm like holy shit what do i do now i was i was terrified i was like this is all i ever thought about doing i got a college education an education degree i could coach and teach but i wasn't done being an athlete i wanted to do something athletic that, that, that portrayed something identical to the Olympics. And I couldn't figure it out. Kurt, was, uh, was that just how you were wired or was there someone in your life, parents or someone that you kind of modeled that intensity or that OCD, as you call it after growing up? Like, was that just something you were born with kind of, you feel like? Well, my brothers were like that and they were, they were into wrestling. They were all accomplished wrestlers. And, and I was the worst one in my family. I, when I started, I was a wuss. I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't win worth a shit. I mean, I, 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 I never won matches. I, my first year I was one in nine and uh, wow. I cried every time I lost. I even cried when I won, <laughs> but um, you know, my brothers uh, had that OCD. They, they were, they always, uh, 
uh, jumped in fully and and did everything possible to make their dreams mm. come, true, make their goals come true. And uh, I, I just, I'm wired the same. I think it's hereditary. You have a similar story when you were talking about one and nine. I thought about Michael Jordan cut from his freshman high school basketball team. And that really pushed him the next year to take it up a notch and look what he became. So a lot of the great ones aren't always great from the beginning. That's the message <laughs> yeah, here, right? right? They have to work hard. Uh, hard workers. Like everybody else. Yeah. Hard work pays off. It really does. So let's talk about the judge's decision here. We mentioned Jadidi and, and he goes over and sees one circled. How do you think you ended up winning the judge's overall decision? Well, in the match, if you ever see it, at the end of overtime, I take one last shot and I take Jadidi down and I have both arms wrapped around his legs and a referee gave me a point. The other two judges passed on the point. They wanted to hold off to see if I get further up on his body around his back. I never went above his legs, but I had his legs and, and officially that's a takedown. So I think the judges said, you know, Kurt had him taken down. Uh, this match should be two to one. Uh, so we, we think that Kurt, the match was really close. It could have gone either way. It really could have. Jadidi did a, an excellent job and he had a great match, but I did take him down at the end. And I think the officials used that as uh, the win. That's what clinched it right there, that that last one. Good for you. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! With the real estate market being so hot, you have more equity than ever before. Use that equity to consolidate all of your credit card debt and get the cash you need to turn your house into your dream home at SaveWithConrad.com. So listen, how important was it for you? You talk about what it meant to you, but let's talk about, you know, David Schultz, everything that happened there, your family. I mean, what was it like as you thought about it from everything that you had kind of been through, not only with him passing earlier in the year, but also for your family? Well, my family was everything to me. They, 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 they made me who I am. They took care of me. They trained me. They fed me. They, uh, they traveled with me everywhere. I mean, it, it was crazy because my family didn't have a lot of money, but they were always showed up to every one of my events and I was traveling all over the world. So, you know, they never missed any events. My mom even traveled with me to France for a tournament. Mm. So they were a huge part of my life and they're the reason why I, I ended up being so successful. And obviously Dave Schultz, he taught me so much about wrestling and, and in life in general. Uh, Dave was my coach and my mentor and, I dedicated the Olympics to my family and Dave. That's what it was all about. Mm. Special. And you, you talked about it, man. Having that, that support system in place was so critical to you over the years. And I'm glad to hear how you recognize that, man. Nowadays, parents and kids' sports, it seems like it's expected. You know, where we're just, you know, our, our as lives as parents are just traveling all over for our kids' sports. But back in those days, there wasn't that type of priority, at least when I was growing up. And, I, and I'm sure when you were growing up. It was up very too. rare. You're yeah. right. Paul. It was very rare for families to travel like that. The, everybody traveled with me. All my brothers, my sister, my mom and dad. Well, my dad passed away when I was 16. So right. after that, obviously, he wasn't there. But, yeah, they all showed up. It was incredible. So, Kurt, it's all over with. It's done. Your hand's been raised. You've hugged the referee. It's all set in. You've collapsed to your knees. What do you do that night to celebrate? Well, I never drank alcohol, ever, uh, especially back then. And uh, my brother said, you're going to have to drink tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we went to an Olympic party. A family hosted me for the Olympics for my Olympic gold medal victory. 
a pretty wealthy family in Atlanta. And uh, we went there and I had a few beers and passed out. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not used to it, it wouldn't take much, man. Oh, three beers. I was gone. <laughs> Especially the rate of what you're putting your body through, right? I mean, so yeah. my goodness. All right. Well, how's your body holding up though? Uh, it's over. What is now what, right? You, you've, you've given it all for the gold medal. I was exhausted. Uh, my body was sore. I was tired. My neck was killing me, but more than anything, I was emotionally exhausted. Mm. I, I could finally, that's the first night I actually slept eight hours in like six months. I mean, it, it, and obviously the booze had a little bit to do with it too, but that helped. Um, you know, I, I just, this is all I ever wanted. And, uh, you know, I was able to make it, uh, my dream come true. And uh, it was just the best feeling in the world. Well, you'd go on to the Tonight Show the next day. You're getting a ton of mainstream press because wrestling had a lot of publicity from Schultz's murder at the time. Was it everything that you expected? Yes, and we I got a lot of immediate attention because of Dave Schultz's death, uh, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I took advantage of it and went, went on the media circuit and told my story. It was so much fun. But, you know, when you win the Olympics, you're a hero for a year, and then you're forgotten. I mean, that's it, you know, so uh, you have to get your endorsements and sponsorships and everything, uh, you know, set up right away because it, it ends up eventually running out in due time. And then you don't know what you're going to do after that. Yeah. No, I always think about when I think about the uh, Olympics, I think about the Wheaties boxes. So, you know, that's the big thing. Everybody's got to get on there or those sponsorships. You think of Michael Phelps and how he had to take advantage of his popularity when he was winning all the gold. So, no, you're absolutely well, a quick right. story about the Wheaties. They, they want to do a regional one with me. Okay. And um, unfortunately, I was on a media tour and I didn't get back to them. And, uh, those, so they couldn't do it because by the time I got back to them, it was a month later and they said, uh, our, our, our boxes are going to be off the shelves by the, the fall, mm. So we don't have a lot of time to promote it. So unfortunately I didn't get to be on the Wheaties box when I should have been. Let me tell you something, Kurt, my grandfather would have had that and kept it. My grandfather could not stand professional wrestling he was not a fan of it whatsoever it annoyed him that my dad and I watched it we would have to hide it if we were going to watch it at his house we'd go to the basement type thing <laughs> but he was damn proud that Kurt Angle was from was from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania area man and so uh so cool it meant so much not only to our country but from where you grow up you were a Pittsburgh icon I uh, still you know, are that, that made me an icon that you know with I'm one of the most popular sports celebrities in Pittsburgh because of the Olympics. Amazing. And th this is a great city. Pittsburgh, they take a lot of pride in their athletes. And, you know, what they did for me was incredible. You know, even the Steelers and the Pirates and the Penguins, they got, they jumped in and they had special events for me. And, uh, you know, Kurt Angle Day. And it was just, a, it was really cool. They had a, we had a parade. There, there were uh, 80,000 people showed up for the parade the next day after the Olympics and Pittsburgh, I, they had a parade for me, which was incredible. Unbelievable, Kurt. 80,000 people. Great turnout. city. Awesome. Best city in the world. I love it. Well, you and I connect big time on that. <laughs> so uh, when do you, what do you start thinking about? When are you thinking about what's next? You mentioned you're the type of guy that you do something, you've accomplished it. Now it's on to what's up next. Is professional wrestling even on your radar at this point? No, uh, but I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I woke up the next day. I was in utter depression. Uh, didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to keep wrestling Olympic style anymore. 
you know, after the broken neck and the stress from it and Dave Schultz and everything, I wanted to get away from it. So I took a sports casting job in Pittsburgh for a year. That didn't work out. I didn't like that very much. And I started watching Raw while I was a sportscaster. And I fell in love with the characters, Stone Cold, Rock, Triple H, Undertaker. And I loved the athleticism and the way they entertained the fans. And I thought, this is the athletic thing that you're looking for. Why did you turn them down in 1996? What the hell is wrong with you? Because yeah. I, I had an offer by Vince McMahon, a multi-million dollar That's right. offer That's right. in 1996 that I refused. So I called the WWE in 1998 and said, hey, I, I'd like to have that contract. They said, you, it's, there's no contract. You have to try out. And if you make it, you're only getting the lowest amount possible. So I, nothing's ever come easy for me, and I didn't expect this either. So I, I, I don't mind working hard to get what I, whatever I want. But I told them that I would be a millionaire by the time, uh, within, within two years. And, and I did. I, I, I actually made over a million dollars my, my uh, first year wrestling. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, yeah, and, and that story too is in the archives. I know you and Conrad have kind of covered that where you came in and said, you know, Bruce Pritchard, I, I can't lose. Right. You know, so um, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Funny. When I, when I uh, went up for the meeting, um, you know, my brother's got my head. Hey, remember, you're <laughs> Olympic gold medalist. You're a badass. Nobody beats you. So I walk into the meeting and I'm all fired up and I'm like, listen, I can't lose. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Nobody beats me. And Bruce was like, what the, f exactly. <laughs> this guy's out of his mind, but I didn't understand it. I, I knew that, uh, there was a predetermined winner, but you know, when you're a real athlete and you're, you're, you're competitive, uh, you don't want to lose. You don't like losing. So, uh, for me though, it was an easy adjustment going into WWE because I didn't mind losing because I was an Olympic gold medalist and, you know, this wasn't a uh, real sport. Uh, you know, I, I knew that uh, I, I didn't have an attitude about it. I just thought, you know what, this is business. They're going to put me over. I'm going to put them over back and forth. That's the way it goes. That's the way you get more popular. That's the way you build each character. And so I kind of took a, a, a quick understanding to it when I started. And uh, like I said, I, I dabbled myself into it. I just dove right into it. I studied tapes. I watched everything possible, watched a lot of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and, uh, you know, just uh, had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, because I studied so hard, I picked it up so quickly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. The athleticism part of it, sure. That's that's where it, you you know it translates when you think about competing and sports and all that. The athleticism is all there. It's that entertainment side of telling stories and and taking it from from week to week. So there you go. Good stuff. Well, Kurt, listen, we have some fan questions for you for this one. We're going to go through a few of those. Uh so first one comes to us from Jay Newsman 3. That's his Twitter handle. Does Kurt have any fun weight cutting stories? How much have you had to lose in one night or before a weigh-in? And what is Kurt's favorite post-weigh-in snack? I always loved an egg sandwich myself. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I never cut weight. Um, I, I can't really tell you what it's like. I don't want to know what it's like. I don't care what it's like. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that would rather be uh, fully prepared than uh, dropping weight and making another weight class just so I could wrestle the smaller guys. It just didn't make sense to me. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job. 
which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. With over a thousand locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and Samer next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. Well, now, totally. My pre pre match meal was a big load plate of pasta. Ah. With, with, with uh, grated cheese on it and good Italian sauce. That's what I ate before my uh, tournament. And uh, no, that sounds delicious. Little little Italian there, <laughs> little spaghetti, if you will. Uh, Fernando Diaz comes in next. This is kind of a fun question. I get to ask it since he's not here, Conrad. Uh, hypothetically, would you ever consider selling or trading your gold medal to Conrad? <laughs> <laughs> if the price is right, Conrad. Woo! <laughs> there you go. You shouldn't have told us at the beginning that it's only gold plated and it's not all solid well, gold. Yeah, yeah, I messed up on that. Yeah. It's, it's actually real gold. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he he was the last year, 96, all gold. All right. Good stuff. Greg, up next. Did Kurt participate in the opening ceremonies? Was it orderly gathering everyone together or was it a hot mess? Okay, this is a great story. Oh, um, boy. All right. We're entering uh, the the big stadium in Atlanta. And there, there are about almost 100,000 fans there. And we're getting ready to go in. The USA team, all, all the whole Olympic team's going in in, in order. And uh, I walk in, and the crowd goes nuts. I'm like, holy shit, they, they know me. And I'm going, like, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, because right when I stepped in, the fans started going crazy. And uh, I'm walking down the track, and I'm waving, and I'm all proud. I'm like, hey, this is great. And I turned behind me and the dream team's behind me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they were cheering for Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley <laughs> and Clyde Drexler. And, and I thought it was me. I was like, I got really humbled fast. And the crazy thing is every Olympian wanted to get to the dream team. So I'm standing next to them. 30 seconds later, I was shoved across 100 yards across the field. The Olympians shoved their way in to get to the dream team. I felt bad for the dream team. They, they got uh, hounded. It was like, uh, you know, they got jumped. It was, it was crazy. They were all asking for their autographs and, you know, these guys were the big celebrities in the Olympics and uh, you know, the basketball team's always the most popular team. So uh, I do understand that, but it was crazy. I mean, you, you talk about being humbled, uh, thinking that the fans are cheering for you and it's the damn dream team behind you. <laughs> Kurt, it could have been worse while the music was playing. They could have been chanting. You suck. <laughs> You know, I mean, that would happen later in life, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's good. Unfortunately stuff. it happened later. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like you embrace it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now right. It's pretty cool. Right. right. I love it. <laughs> All right. Up next, Michael Burgett, Burgett, Burgett. We'll go with that. He asks, where was Kurt? This is a serious question. Where was Kurt when the Olympic bombing happened and what are his memories of that incident and aftermath? Well, it was really scary because it didn't happen far from where we were. We were staying at Virginia Tech, uh, their campus, and that was Olympic Village. And uh, the Centennial Park was where the bombing took place. That was just like a couple blocks away. Uh, the, the, the hard part about it was you knew that a bomb went off, but you didn't know if there were any more. Mm. And th that, was, that was the scary thing because once one bomb goes off – almost likely there's going to be more that are going to go off. So everybody was on edge. It was a very nerve wracking time for everybody, especially in the Olympic village, but it's really difficult to get on Olympic village. They had it pretty secured and 
So the athletes were pretty safe, but Centennial Park, you know, they, that's why the FBI came in and checked everywhere. They, they wanted to make sure there weren't any more bombs. Um, I think the guy that uh, found a, a bomb or whatever, he actually got um, accused of it when he wasn't actually the real yeah. person that did it. Unfortunately, I felt really badly for that guy because he was trying to help the police and uh, they thought he knew too much and that he was uh, the actual culprit, but he wasn't. It was unfortunate. Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, I almost forgot until they asked that question. Again, that's all the same time frame as everything that happened there in Atlanta. You went in the gold medal down there. So, uh, nah, thank you. Just curious about that as well. Uh, final fan question this week. It's Daniel Jefferson. And he said, has Kurt considered or been approached about coaching wrestling? It must be crazy just focusing on your event. Once uh, his was over, was there any other events that you wanted to see as a spectator? So let's start with the first one. Ever been appro uh, approached about coaching wrestling? Yes, amateur wrestling or yeah. pro wrestling. Let's go I, amateur. I've been approached for both. But okay. um, amateur wrestling, yes. Uh, you know, I, I had a couple of colleges that wanted me to put in an application and they guaranteed that I would, um, you know, be the coach. I just didn't want to make that commitment because I wanted to do other things in my life, like the WWE and TNA. And, you know, I did some movies. And uh, so I, I didn't want to uh, put myself in a situation where I couldn't do certain things. So uh, I wasn't done with uh, the entertainment part of my life. And uh, now that I'm getting older, I'm actually considering coaching. So, uh, you know, when you, when you get older and you settle down and, uh, you're semi-retired. You want to do something, and I think that coaching might be a good fit for me. Yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. That would be excellent. You have a lot of knowledge in both spectrums, whether it's amateur or pro at this point, right? You told me you told us the story a little while ago about you know Triple H maybe putting a bug in your a while uh, several months ago about potentially helping out there too. So either one of those things, I think either amateur or pro would be blessed to have someone with your pedigree and background, help out in the coaching. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Oh, there you go. So he goes <laughs> on to ask, it must be crazy focusing on your event. Okay, so was there any other events that you wanted to to watch as a spectator? Well, with my neck and everything, I, I, I couldn't go anywhere. I, I, I was just trying to focus on uh, staying calm, uh, taking care of my neck. I had to ice it all day. And, uh, you know, I, I would train in between and – you know, or I would train and then ice in between and, uh, you know, go eat at the cafeteria. I just had a certain game plan and a daily routine that I had to do. And I wish I could have went to some events. That would have been awesome. But I said to myself, hey, you're going to be at a million other Olympics where you're not wrestling. You'll be there present. You'll be able to watch it. Since then, I haven't gone to one damn Olympics. So <laughs> Uh, eventually I'm going to yeah. get to it and I'm going to watch every damn event I can possibly watch. Cause I love the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kurt, listen, that was kind of a, a really fun look back at you winning the gold medal. Any stories or anything that you feel is important for your audience to know or be aware of or hear from you that maybe we didn't touch on today, maybe a fun experience or something that we didn't get to talk about that uh, you kind of want to wrap this one up with. Well, I think that what I want to say is, you know, when you have a dream and you want to make that dream possible, you need to set small goals and you need to attain those goals and you have to make them realistic. And the more realistic you get uh, and the more success you have, you keep going up the, the ladder of success and you're going to have failures. You're going to lose. You're going to get injured. You're going to have setbacks, but you have to continue on. You have to keep believing in yourself and keep the focus. 
and stay on the task at hand that you want to accomplish. So I think that what I'm trying to say is don't give up on your dreams ever. Even when things are bad, you got to push through it. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally, understanding all of those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Mm, no, that's good stuff. You think about it in your daily normal life and it's easy for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just in DNA, but when something goes wrong to want to, hmm, maybe I should throw in the towel. And if you would have done easy that, to quit. Yeah. it's harder to continue there on. There you go. And if you would have done that, you wouldn't have that beautiful gold that you've showed <laughs> us a few right. time on the video. So you're living. Conrad, for $1 million. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> yours. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, let's talk about what can help people reach their physically fit goals. Speaking of goals, idea. and let's talk a little bit about those chicken snacks. They're right there beside you. Kurt, why don't you share with everyone what they can get, the flavors? Chicken snacks and Snack Smart crispy, crispy Protein Bites. We have organic plant protein and chicken protein. There are 11 flavors, a bunch of great flavors, Kung Pao, uh, Sriracha, Barbecue, uh, Cinnamon Swirl, um, um, sour cream and onion, which is really good. I really enjoyed this one. It's a plant protein, but they're high protein, low carbohydrate, low fat, very healthy for you. You can get them at physicallyfit.com. You can use the code AnglePod and save 20% off your order. No matter how big the order is, you can have as much as you want. You still get 20%. Man, that sounds so good. There's so much Twitter and social media feedback on how good those snacks are. I'm so happy with the with the results of the yeah responses from Twitter and Instagram. It's the fans really love it. You guys, thank you so much for ordering the chicken snacks and enjoying them the way you do. That's I really appreciate it helping out my business. No, man, anything that we can do to help support you, which by the way, there's also another way that you can continue to help Kurt and that's KurtAnglebrand.com. That's where they can find some really cool apparel. That's where you're going to autograph some good stuff for them. Take care of them over at KurtAnglebrand.com, right? Yes, we have cowboy hats, we have milk cartons, we have photographs, we have birthday cards, we have t-shirts, we have it all. And uh, if you have uh, any photos sitting at home that you want me to sign with an inscription, send it to the address on my website, KurtAnglebrand.com. Give me a small donation for charity and I'll send it back to you. Man, that's awesome. I see that original cowboy hat right there behind you on your standee, and uh, they can they can they can buy a cowboy hat. I have the cowboy hats. Yes, uh, that's so cool, man. Listen, <laughs> this is it's fantastic. You're telling great stories. You're sharing about your your life with all of us. And again, if you're listening to us here on the the audio version, and you're doing it on the main feed, there, it's all free entertainment for you. Let's try to figure out a way that we can support our main man here, Kurt Angle, uh, because he's really put in the work and effort. Physicallyfit.com. Not only does it help him, it helps you. And then KurtAnglebrand.com, where you can get all that cool merch, maybe 
have a total belt or a picture or something you'd love to send in and have him sign, he's going to hook you guys up. So Kurt, this has been tremendous. And, and listen, I mentioned uh, ad-free shows earlier, but adfreeshows.com is where you're going to find the video where they can see the gold medal. watch the video version. Yes, adfreeshows.com. <laughs> That's right, buddy. And, uh, man, hey, listen, and it doesn't end there. Coming up, we're going to have another Ask Kurt Anything. So if your questions have not yet been answered, there's an upcoming podcast with Kurt where you're going to get a chance to ask him whatever's on your mind, whether it's his amateur background, professional wrestling, maybe what he's up to now, Think of those fun questions. Start submitting those in. Respond on social media, on Twitter with the hashtag AskKurt, and uh, we'll make sure that we get him added for that episode. I, I love those shows, Kurt, because that's when the fans and the listeners' voices are heard. Yeah, it's a very diverse group of questions. I like doing that, changing the subjects and going to one to the other, and it's it's really cool segment. I really enjoy the podcast when we do Ask Kurt Anything. Well, listen, Kurt, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. This was tremendous. Again, winning the gold medal as only you could articulate. We're looking at it once again on the video. He's been Kurt Angle. I'm Paul Bromwell. And thank you for joining us on another episode of the Kurt Angle Show. We'll see you next oh, week. It's true. It's damn true. Adfreeshows.com is the place for all your favorite meet and greets. And not with just any wrestling talents, no. I'm talking Hall of Famers and legends. And two of your favorites will be live, ready to talk to you face-to-face -face next week over at Adfreeshows.com. Who, you may ask? How about the enforcer, Arn Anderson? Yes, he's a Four Horsemen original, and he will be joining the Ad-Free Shows, My Push and Top Guy Tears, next week for a full interactive Q&A experience like never before, where you can ask questions that are on your mind. Plus, that's not all. We're bringing Tony Schiavone onto Ad-Free Shows, and he's going to be live as well. That's right. Both Tony and Arn, very same week, over at AdFreeShows.com. So make sure you're either a my push or a top guy tier, and you'll be able to take part in these can't miss freaking awesome experiences. And maybe you're thinking, I've heard enough about all these interactive experiences. I want to meet people in person. Well, adfreeshows.com is your hookup because we're about to launch our first ever Top Guy Weekend in Chicago, Illinois. It's all going down Labor Day weekend, and it's going to be a spectacular two-day event filled with experiences and meet and greets that will leave our top guys buzzing for weeks, hell, months. So join us now and make sure you're a part of all these live Q&As and future in-person events over at adfreeshows.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.